Hi, this is Corinne Summers. And I just wanted you to know that this is a very unique episode. We only have three like it in the whole first season that were actually a part of a documentary. My co-host and I, Alex Terranova, recorded or began to record back in the end of 2019. Our plans were to finish the documentary in 2020, and it involved a lot of travel, which was halted in its tracks by COVID and the pandemic. So we began to shift our documentary project into this podcast, The Frequency Shifter Show. So just get, keep that in mind as you listen that this episode is going to flow a little bit different. Bear with us and be with us as we learn from these incredible masters. We hope you enjoy. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to the Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted, what can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Hi, I'm sitting here with Angel Quintana, who is a life path astrologer and an incredible facilitator of fifth dimensional living. Angel, thank you so much for having us here in your beautiful space. Thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Let's get into this. Let's talk about this good stuff. We're ready. <laughs> so for, for newbies, for fresh meat in the space, what, like, can you explain what you do? Because... I'm looking at it and going, what do you mean? Like you just look at, <laughs> you just look at stars and say that means you're gonna, you know, have a good year, you're gonna make a lot of money. Like, what do you actually do in a way that somebody with no, you know, knowledge can actually go, oh, I get that. Well, I'm a life path astrologer, so I basically help my clients see the planets that are inside of them. So I am a firm believer that we are all one, we are all part of the universe, but actually the universe lives inside us. So if you actually think about the solar system and all the planets and even the planets that have not yet been discovered or the stars or what have you, they're all actually living inside us. In fact, they could even rule some of the organs in your body. So once you start to understand that everything truly is inside of you, then it's just about 
looking at the mechanisms of like how those planets are affecting your personality, how are they affecting your dear relationships, how are they affecting your health. And once you can kind of put together that puzzle, then you have this opportunity to make a choice. And this is where the fifth dimension comes in because the majority of us are still living in the third dimension. So we are on the third dimensional realm here on planet Earth but it's a consciousness. So third dimension really is a place of fear. It's a place of playing victim. It's a place of um, placing blame and not taking full responsibility for your life. But actually, if everything is inside of you, you actually are the problem. So once you realize that you have control of your own destiny, your own fate, then you start to enter into the fourth dimension. And I like to think of that as a probationary period. This is where I get to make a decision. Do I want to keep elevating my consciousness or am I going to keep falling back into these third dimensional patterns where I'm just going to keep slipping back into my same addictions, my same problems, my same, my same habits. And, you know, and I think a lot of um, like law of attraction practitioners will talk about um, the way that we think, you know, attracts what it is that we want. Well, from a biological or from a psychological way, we're actually Actually, those are neural pathways. So any path that you want to get to is really about creating a new neural pathway. So we have to heal the neural pathways, those old behaviors in order to elevate our consciousness. And that's how we start to enter into the 5D where love is present in everything that we do. I want to hear more about what the fifth, you know, how we can explain the fifth dimension. Oh. You, know, you talked about the third dimension and being that place of fear and mm -hmm. worry and those lower level vibrations and lower level habits. So what does the fifth dimension living look like? So the fifth dimension is when the divine or divine love is present in everything that you do. So literally from making a meal, from selecting the food, you're actually doing everything from love. You're actually caring about the vegetable or you're cooking it with consciousness. You're being self-aware, you're eating slower. So everything, even down to like having sex, the divine is present in that, you know, it's not animalistic anymore. It's now from a place of like exchanging energy and coming from a place of love to build connection. So any area of love, any area of life, you are actually utilizing divine love in that practice. What you made me think when you were saying like, it's all inside of us. So when we look at atoms, right? Like through a microscope and what we see almost looks like the models of the solar system that we, we mm. create, right? I don't know if you can imagine, right? You look, you see like there's the neutron, there's like the rings around it. Now in actuality, there's nothing there. It's like, Science shows it's just like uh, like movable mass. Mm -hmm. But when we look at it and we put our attention on it, it becomes what looks like a solar system. And as a kid, I was always like, why does that <laughs> thing look like the outer, outer space, right? And is, so is there, when you say that, I'm like, that's what I'm brought to is like, hey, it's all one thing. It's like all the same. How does, how do we connect to that as, like you say it with this knowing. Right. But the people that are out there are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this universe is inside of you. OK, well, where do we start with this? Um, well, I OK, so think about your cell phone and you have an iCloud, right? You if you have an iPhone, you have an iCloud and you're storing all these images there. So there is something in the universe called the Akashic Records, which could just be called God or source or whatever. And it's where the infinite possibilities are. And so we all have antennas. So when we look through that microscope or we see that atom, what we're really seeing is a reflection of what's inside of us. 
Okay. So if you saw a solar system, then that's what you saw. Some and scientists might see something else. And you know, what? I'm a solar system. You are. You're a solar system. So once you know what, like everything is a mirror. So we live in a holographic universe. Everything is mirroring what's inside of us. Then we can take responsibility for everything. So going back to the iCloud. When we want to change our life and we want to enter into these higher consciousness, all we have to do is change the antenna of where we want to face, you know, in the Akashic Record so that we can start to receive these downloads on how to take the next step to improve our life. Beautiful. Thanks. Mm -hmm. That reminded me actually of the story that you were telling me earlier about your near-death experience on the airplane where you told your mom that and you I, were the universe, basically, <laughs> and I was that on, nothing bad was going to happen, right? Uh, yeah, I was on a plane, um, and we were, it was like going to, looking at colleges, like, you know, 18 years old and whatnot, and we're, we have this crazy turbulence where everyone on the plane is freaking out, and my mom starts to get a little, like, anxiety and worry, and I'm, like, calm as can be, and I'm like, it's fine, we're fine, and it wasn't like a, we're fine, mom, don't worry, like, so she'll be okay. Yeah. It was like, I was just like, I had this and she's like, what are you talking? Like, like, do you feel what's going on? And I was like, we're going to be fine because I can't die right now. Like I have, <laughs> there's like stuff I have to do. Like, I, and, and she was like, what are you talking about? Like, and I was just like, we can't die. And I didn't tell you this. She goes, the plane could crash and everyone could die, but you, that doesn't help. <laughs> Um, but it's that I write, like, I think that, I think the thing that I've tapped into that you're pointing to is like, there's a, there's a knowing that we, that almost can't be explained. Like you're saying what you, you can only, you said, when I look in the microscope, what I see is me, but you can't actually like explain it to me. I kind of can like choose, I get to choose to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how to... Like. Well, this is how I think about it. And it's obviously we're going to go down the rabbit hole here. So everybody's reality is true. Yeah. Okay. There is no right or wrong. That's why it's absolutely ridiculous for anybody to debate anybody on anything <laughs> because everybody's reality is their truth. So polarization, which is what this third dimensional... Uh, world is really based around this contrast of right and wrong and all these things is just a way to keep people in that lower consciousness on this realm. But as we are creating a new earth, you know, everybody that is raising their consciousness is starting to realize that like, that's why YouTube is so popular because I'm see hearing all these different perspectives mm -hmm. and I'm widening my consciousness, which is bringing me closer to the divine. And now we have like all these people running around talking about all this crazy stuff and you're just like, this is the real entertainment. It's not this, these fictional things on television, even though they probably came from somebody's reality, sure. you know, came from their imagination. But we're now realizing that we're all, I mean, this is, you know, where the age of Aquarius comes in. We're all here to be master teachers. Yeah. How does all this work? Like, how does it all feed into um, like actual nature, like how do we, you know, how, in, from your perspective, how does nature interact with us, our energy, the earth, animals, you know, the atmosphere? Well, again, everything is energy. So, you know, if, you, if you've ever, I watched a lot of nature channel things, but like, especially on like plants that like wrap around each other. So there mm -hmm. is still like a, a, I don't want to say survival of the fittest. Cause I'm not even, a, I don't even believe in that 
that concept from Darwinism. It's actually been proven that it's not true. But um, there is this like ability that we have. We want to thrive in our environment, and in order to thrive, we all we need water, we need nutrients, we need protein, or whatever it ends up being. And so we're always going to go. We're always going to go where we think that we need more of. Like if I need more, if somebody feels a lack of love, they might be constantly dating, trying to fill the void. And I think that's the same with nature. It's like, if they feel like they need something, they're going to take it, you know, to be able to survive. We're, um, we're doing a lot of like looking at energy centers, right? Like, like locations on this planet that vibrate at high frequencies. Or that's what I'm told they're doing, right? <laughs> but what I notice about them, just from not knowing anything, is like the idea that people come to these places. Mm-hmm. People are drawn. People are congregating, and and in, in levels more than just like any random place. How do you see? Like, what is? Do you have like an explanation or something to share? Like, what that means to you? Like, why certain spots? Is it the spot, or did we as a human beings just say that spot, and then everyone believed it and started going to it? Well, okay, let's think about it this way. The world, the, how many millions of years have the universe, has the world been around? So we don't know that Mount Shasta or whatever these vortexes are of these energy, the past life of that area. So that area, just like we have past lives, the, 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 the place has a past life. So it has, so we don't know what took place there. I'm sure there are psychics and people that can tap into those energies and be like, no, this is actually where the Anunnaki came down. You know what I mean? We don't know, but I believe that the, that could be an explanation as to why they're so potent because of the past life of that. Physical. The past events of those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's so interesting. Just like we were saying when we were out in Joshua Tree at Giant Rock and looking around at these like insane formations, you're like, what happened here? You can feel that mm-hmm. it was something else at one point and that those structures or that it was created through some kind of event or shift or whatever it is, you can feel it but and sense it, but fascinating. So... Um... That's actually a really good. Well, what I what I, I just want to keep going with that for a second because the way that we can look at that outside of like uh, the way you say it is very, it feels very big, right? Like your reality is like a complete like that's all that exists. It's very matrix like. Mm-hmm. But the same thing exists in a very grounded, simple way. In the the conversation we were having earlier, or the the when I was showing a clip from that podcast, was our perspective is the same version of that, right? Like you're, you go to work and you're like, oh my God, I hate this job. It's so rough. I can't stand it. My boss is yelling at me. But if you went to the same exact job, same exact situation, you went, I'm so grateful that I get a job that pays me money. Thank God I have somewhere to go. The, I don't get beaten or abused here. Like, like all of a sudden that's your reality. And we do that all the time. Right. So in a moment, you can switch your reality just by Well, choice. again, I think it goes back to the neural pathways. The person that's complaining that the, the boss is mean and yelling versus the person that's just grateful to have a paycheck or whatever is is two different realities, two different neural pathways, two different. One person has taken the, the road of like. I've been gypped for all this time, which is very 3D, you know, because it's not taking responsibility. It's actually very egoic consciousness where the person who's grateful, having gratitude, that's love. That's the divine. That's the 5D. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I love that you talk about love over fear as well. That's something that we talk a lot about and that has come up with every person we've interviewed, actually, mm-hmm. the power of moving past fear, moving past trauma and our childhood paradigms into that heart-centered place yeah. of being. And um, we've talked as well about how that has shifted in the age of Aquarius. I, could you say anything further about that? Or about age of Aquarius? Yeah, and how that has maybe propelled a further shift oh, in yeah. centered living here. So age of Pisces came before age of Aquarius, even though it's backwards on the zodiac wheel. So, and we're usually there for like a good 1500 years. And so we're actually kind of incredible that we are, we lived through the shift. You know, I think it was in 2012 that we moved into age of Aquarius. So we actually, us who are living here now have been subject to the energy and you can actually see what I'm about to say that age of Pisces was all about illusion. You know, it was all about playing follow the leader. That's when, you know, religion became such a huge monumental piece of the way that we live and worshiping something that's outside of us. But once the age of Aquarius and it was, you know, there's still, you know, it's not scientifically proven like what year age of Aquarius happened. It's probably in its very infancy stages, even right now, because it's going to be here for over a thousand years. But once we moved in and we started to feel that shift that, I mean, look how much how much open-mindedness, look how expansive we become because Age of Aquarius is all about being an individual, being your own master teacher, you know, taking things and having your own vision about what that could be. So now you're seeing people that are fighting to hang on to the paradigm of Age of Pisces. They're still like clinging to it, like, no, no, like they, that's fear, right? That's ego. That's just like, I'm not willing to change. But the thing about life is that it's just, you have to, you have to be in flow. And so anytime you're holding on too tight, you can expect that the rest of your life, the rest of your um, experiences with life are always going to feel contracted, not free. Holding on to that resistance. Yeah. Just where a lot of people, yeah. How do we, you're, you're, uh, you're making me think a lot about how we can like be, I want to say, you know, you're, you have a, um, like a commitment or a passion to, to share and educate people and help people move right up like the, to higher levels mm-hmm. of consciousness. I'm going to say, what about the, what about the people that are clinging, that are holding on, right? Is there, is there a way to like, what do you practice? Do you, do you have to accept them for exactly for who they are? Do you fight for them to come like, to elevate themselves, how do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we be with the 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 two dichotomies that are kind of like breaking apart and while we're still the with best you? advice I could give is do not create polarization. If there's no, if somebody is trying to fight you and has resistance, that is on them. But imagine like an environment where everyone was like awesome for you and here is this and the person they're, they're going to be outnumbered i mean if you really think about what the new earth is it's like the people that are in the low vibration you're not even gonna you're gonna be extinct so if you want to be extinct keep clinging if you want to you know rise to the new the new earth and be a part of this amazing shift that's happening then that's it's not our job to fix where they are in their uh, consciousness yeah it's it's cool to hear you say because if you think about I mean, I remember being a little kid and you hearing about like one or two people talking about, I want to say very like high vibration, high consciousness kind of personal development things, energy things. But it was like very, Mm -hmm. 
you know, very, very few. And when you heard people, it was like, this like, it's weird hippie. <laughs> and then hippies aren't even necessarily that, right? But it was like, we labeled them like, yeah. you know, weirdos or, you know. And, and as you, I got older, I remember my aunt gave me a Law of Attraction CD, like gave it to my mom. My mom gave it to me like I was in college. So this is like 2000. And I remember I didn't get, I thought this was like super weird, but it made me feel really good. Mm. So I would listen to it like in the shower in the morning when I was like getting ready to like go to class. And I didn't know what I was listening to. I didn't even know if I believed what I was listening, but it, it actually felt mm. really good. And now, right, you go into a bookstore, then the biggest <laughs> and most popular section is essentially self-help, which, you know, energy work, spiritual work, personal development work. And there are people doing this everywhere yeah. from like what you do to coaches, to yoga teachers, to meditation teachers. And I, up until actually talking to you, I had been relating to it as this is a problem. There's too many. <laughs> like, it's, like this abundance is too much. But now when I'm actually what, what you're, what I'm really tapping into from you is that no, we could actually have a whole world of people like this and it would all work. And it would, it would, in the new world, this is all possible. In the old world, it's not possible. Everyone can't do that. But in this new like evolution, uh, evolution kind of, we can. And isn't it, I it's think beautiful. that's the mission. Yeah. I mean, that, what a beautiful mission. I mean, we might not see it it's full in fruition in this lifetime, you know, but in our next lifetime, we can come back and, you know, maybe it won't be robots and people watching <laughs> porn every day. It'll be something else, you know? It'll be like, oh my gosh, these people are just like hugging me when I, you know, right. all the time. their highest self and uh, absolutely. Let's talk about sacred spaces. So if somebody is watching this and currently thinking or resonating with, okay, I'm, I may be at this lower level of vibration. I'm still living in fear or, but I want to be living in this place that they're talking about, this place of love and openness and heart centered living. Uh, are there any things that, or techniques that you could recommend that they use to shift their vibration and shift their energy level to open themselves to receive that? And yeah. It's, well, there's so many modalities. I can only speak of the ones that I've used myself. Um, I was definitely the person, you know, living in fear, having toxic relationships, unhappy, very unhealthy, had so many autoimmune disorders, um, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. So once I started going down the rabbit hole, and I can thank YouTube for that, <laughs> I'm just like, a lot of us can. I'm like, where do I go? Like, I've literally tried everything. So one of the th modalities that I used when I was going through my ascension process and obviously still going through the ascension process, I think we always are, um, but is one was to, I started getting educated about the Sebeggio frequencies and those um, notes and those those tuning of that music, um, especially binaural beats. And when I started to listen to that and meditate to that and just actually just listen, I wasn't even trying to like, oh, I'm gonna meditate. I was literally just like, I'm gonna listen to this music. And it was calming and it was serene. I take a bath and it was just like kind of in the background or whatever. And I started to feel better. And then I stumbled upon another video, which was another just like, I wouldn't even call him a sound healer. It was just someone who understood the frequencies of sound. And I won't know the exact name, but it was a very destructive sound. 
which almost sounded frightening, which Salvegio frequencies don't generally, because it's tuned to can, frequency of love. Can you say what that is? What's the frequency called? Salvegio. And what does that mean? Is there, is that in so there's name? like the frequencies. It's measured in hertz. Um, the most popular one that I can think of off the top of my head, I think is 528. And so when you, when the body experiences a vibration that's tuned to a frequency of love, which the Salvegio frequencies are, then your body is having an experience with that energy. But the interesting part is, I don't know if this, what I was listening to on this other channel was a Savage frequency, but it was like a very, like a, like a, it was almost like listening to like industrial music. And, and so, and the guy, you know, who, who had this channel, he said, you know, if you listen to this, this, this song, and it was just 11, it's not even a song, it was just like annoyance, annoying sounds. Right. And it was 11 minutes. And he goes, if you listen to this, this audio every day for seven days, and then once a week, for maintenance moving forward, you will you will have massive healing. You will have like awakening. You have so I was like okay. I mean I was like whatever. I'll try it. You know. <laughs> you know? So I listened to it and I, you know and I was like and it was kind of spooky because it was like so industrial sounding. And so I ended up going to sleep after I listened to the eleven minutes and I woke up in like a pool of sweat. And I'm like polarizing, and I recognize it as like you're drawn to. Because for whatever reason, I associate paralyzing as like, I'm polarized by you, like I can't take my eyes off you. Mm. Not the other side of polarizing, which is I don't wanna put my eyes on you at all, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, those are the duality of polarizing. So, but I wrote this word on a, on a post-it and I had it on my desk. And for six months, eight months, whenever I tried to, when I was sharing something, I tried to, I couldn't, I could not hold this word. Like I could kind of see it, but I couldn't, I couldn't say it. I had to like go to my desk and read it. And this happened over and over. And I was like, why am I so like resistant? Like I'm like fighting against this word. And then I, um, I was at a, there's this guy named uh, Ro uh, Robert Richmond. Robert Richmond wrote this book called The Culture Blueprint. He created this amazing culture for like Zappos and traveled around the world teaching companies how to create great culture for their people. He, at Burning Man, put tic red Tic Tacs in a, med in, a, in a pill bottle and went around to people and said, do you want to see your real reality? <laughs> and, and people re realized right away he's messing, he's doing a matrix kind of thing, like, do you want the red pill? Mm. And he said, people would freak out. I don't want your reality. Like, he has, <laughs> he has these great stories. And he went, he had this amazing experience at Burning Man. People would like take the pill and they would like, and it's, it's a tic-tac, right? But their subconscious would do amazing things wow. with this tic-tac. He goes back home, a therapist calls him up and says, I've been using your technique with my patients and I'm getting unbelievable results. Wow. Do you have more of those things? He goes, they're Tic Tacs and battles. <laughs> he goes, well, I know, but I, so he basically creates what he now calls the X pill. And it's a purple pill, so it's the blue and the red combined, mm -hmm. and there's nothing in it. It's rice flour, and he says it's like it's already in you, right? You're just ta you're just taking a physical thing to create. Yeah. So he, so I met him through podcasting, and I read his book, and I and I do his exercise, and the thing that comes to me is I want I want to be polarizingly powerful for my purpose, which is to impact over a million lives, write 10 books. And, and I'm like, and I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I do this and I'm like testing out his whole little game and it's fun, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of like you take this pill and it's like, it's nothing, but you feel like it's something. So then I'm in yoga. I, like the, the, I take the first one on a Sunday night, like right before bed, I do this whole ritual. I take the pill, I go to sleep. 
I, the dream that I had, I woke up in the morning and I don't usually remember my dreams, but I remembered this dream was that at some point in the dream, I went like this and I opened my mouth and all my teeth fell into my hand, but they weren't my teeth. My teeth were still there. It was like, the, it was like sharp covers. It was like my teeth were all sharp and they all fell into my hand and it didn't feel scary. It felt like great. It felt like I left something behind and I go into yoga and I'm in yoga and I, I'm totally down with the down, like the download thing because everything I ever get is three-fourths of the way through a yoga class. It all like something hits me. And I'm lying there in yoga and all I can see is P3, 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 P3 like P cubed. And I'm like, what is P? The whole yoga class. I walk out of the yoga class and I'm like, what is? And I'm like, polarizing power for purpose. And like, I don't, you know, and I ended up like going and I mm -hmm. got oh, okay. tattooed like that night. And... Um, then we, I do actually, I go, I, I see Robert again and he does, um, he actually does the whole technique with me and we get to that. I do want to be polarizing. He takes out all the rest of it. He's like the power for purposes. Like that's a fix. He's like, but you do the, the person that you want to be at your core is polarizing, not in service of making people do something, but for being a stand for what you believe in, just for you, for being able to be the person who says the thing, the truth that someone else doesn't want to say, or that people are afraid to say, and that you want to be the person that people are either like, we love him or we don't. And like, that's what you're committed to. And so, but ever since then, it's like, I felt more like I've been embodying this. Like I've been more me and I felt more me and now it's coming up. So somewhere. cool. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Love it. But now you're, you're saying it's like, <laughs> it's like a lower level. Well, I mean, gosh, I mean, polarizing to me is like create, like to me, when you're, when you're saying it's like, you want to make impact. Yes, okay. that's how I hold it. But when I'm saying to be polarized, when people are, it's like people it's can be spewing negativity to create to create separation. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. so it's. I mean, I'm sure there's a few definitions. Like if we, you know, looked on. Well, that's yeah. So you're order. so yeah. So you're aiming is like if I were aiming to divide. If I was saying like right. I'm trying to split you up, that's polarization, yeah. right? And I'm yeah. We're holding it as like it's like I'm seeing it as like it's like you're. It's the one side of it, right? Yes, people will naturally do what they're going to do. To your point also, we can't make people feel they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Mm -hmm. But to like, hey, this is where I stand. This is my role. Well, I mean, just to like have this conversation, a lot of people who are very passionate and on purpose and on, on mission and want to be impactful, they can still be very polarizing, meaning they can still be very judgmental that they're, which is ego, which that they're, evolved way like their evolved consciousness is still somehow above somebody else's and that to me is still inappropriate so i don't care how spiritual you are and what you're teaching if it's for the greater good of all the second that you go and pass judgment that because it does not believe in what you are trying to make an impact for is still polarizing the population which is still 3d if the thing that you're fighting for is the thing that people it's like you're taking a stand for what people say they want, right? If you, if I, um, cause we, what I heard you just say is like, Hey, if I'm trying to put my stuff on you or I'm passing my judgment, but if I say to you, Hey, will you, will you help me become more spiritual? I want you, you know, I, I believe in you. I think that you're, you would be a great teacher for me. And then tomorrow I'm like, mm, I don't feel like it. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And you're like, no, Hey, you said this is what you want. 
I'm here to support you to do, to do this, show up. Is that the same or do you feel like it's different? Because you're actually like supporting me to do what I said I wanted to do. I mean, I guess I'd be someone who's like a coach, um, who's, you know, you're paying to have them hold you accountable to something. But at the end of the day, like the, the person holding space for you is just there to share their tools. They're not there to make you use the tools. And I think when you start to get to a place of like, no, you have to do that. It's like, like, you know, think about like football coach, like go, like, no, you can't. that is not going to get you where you want to go. It might in a 3D world where it's like there's money at stake and you got to win the game. But this is about like spiritual growth that there's there's not a time first. There's no such thing as time. There's no there's no rush to the finish line. There's actually nothing. So maybe that person taking a step back and saying, you know, I don't want to do this is like then you're then that there might be a lesson even in that, you know, so there's no hurry to get them there. So I think a good coach or a good leader would hold space for that and, and be like, well, let's let's reconvene in 48 hours. Why don't you, you know, sit back and, you know, think about why you don't want to go forward. All right. So we are going to do a collective tarot reading. So the tarot is a deck of images. Um, They play with the subconscious mind. They also connect to the divine. So we're actually going to communicate with the universe or what I was referring to as the Akashic iCloud. So we're going to pull some cards. Um, We're going to do the message for anybody who is going through the ascension process. If you are waking up, you're seeking guidance, assistance, you don't know where to turn to. Uh, You want to know what the heck is going on with your body and why your emotions might be all over the place. We're going to use the tarot today to help add, gain some insight around what's going on with you and what to do in, in moving forward. Excited. All right, so we're just going to give it a couple shuffles. I've already done quite a bit of shuffling and we've got good energy going on here inside this amazing show. So what important message do we have for those who are waking up? They're expanding their consciousness from the third dimension into the fourth dimension and into the fifth ancestors spirit guides archangels divine source light what important message do we have for those who are waking up and ascending from the 3d into the fourth and fifth dimensions okay oh well that makes sense we got the three of pentacles the knight of wands the king of pentacles, another knight, knight of swords, the lovers, which is the card I wanted oh, to talk that's about. Right. We were just talking about that. The four of pentacles, the justice card, and the king of wands. So let's just go ahead and take a look Ooh. at this. Okay, so the first card that we have is the three of pentacles. I don't know if you can see what's going on here. So basically it's an image of a man who is chipping away at a statue. He's obviously in a temple of some sort. So to me, this subconsciously speaks to me that you are chipping away at what you, what your spiritual belief system is. You coming to your own understanding of what it is that you believe about why you're here and what the universe actually is. 
So we have the lover's card clarifying the three of pentacles. Okay. So this spiritual belief system is going to be based on the subconscious mind. So the lover's card is an image of a divine uh, feminine and a divine masculine figure, and also uh, an image of the divine, or in this case, an angel and a sun above their head. So if you think about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, they're masculine and feminine, and they play together in order to bring about manifestation. So if you are looking to create your own spiritual belief system, it's important for you to see where you are in your manifestation process. So the one way that I would recommend that you do is look around your environment because that's basically what you have manifested so far. So if you are unhappy in your relationship, you don't like where you live, you don't actually have the life that you want, the first thing to look at is the conscious mind. So the conscious mind impregnates, right? That's the masculine, it impregnates the subconscious. So one of the things that I would say to a client is that you should do something repetitively until that becomes like a, a subconscious habit. So it's kind of like you take the same route to work, you do that over and over until it becomes subconscious. So there are probably behaviors that you are doing over and over that are keeping you in the same cycle. So if you truly want to ascend and come to a terms with what your spiritual belief system is, the first place to start is with the conscious mind impregnating the subconscious. And then that is where the antenna she, now the feminine is the one that's going to help you to manifest. So the masculine is the conscious, mm -hmm. impregnates the feminine, the feminine gets the radar and then actually communicates with the divine. And that's where you're starting to get the downloads. And that's when you'll start to come to your own inner standing of what your spiritual belief system is. Next. Beautiful. And say other yeah. ways that you can um, shift and use the power of your conscious to reprogram or override some behaviors in your subconscious are things like visualization in terms of meditation practices and affirmations. Absolutely. Especially, actually, visualization is the images that you create in your mind, but actually imagination is when you invoke feeling into those pictures. So imagination mm -hmm. is going to be key here if you really do want to manifest what do you want. So think about what you want and then add feeling and picture what it looks like. Okay, then we've got the Knight of Wands here. The Knight of Wands is charismatic, okay? This is, he's alluring, he has sex appeal. You know, it's almost thinking about that chocolate cake that's just staring you in the <laughs> eye, and you're just like, but I know I'm not supposed to eat chocolate cake, but it's very alluring, it. <laughs> right? So think about it, as you're coming up to your, coming to terms with your own spiritual belief system and what that looks like and training your subconscious mind, there is going to be temptation. There's going to be things that are going to pull you back into those old subcon those old uh, subconscious habits or even conscious habits that are going to take you off, of course. Just know that it's just an opportunity for you to, um, it, to learn. It doesn't have to be that it's bad that you caved the cake, but you're, at least you're becoming more self-aware that you're actually doing it versus just doing it subconsciously, eating the cake. You're actually like, I know I'm going to eat it, and then I'm going to learn a lesson. So we've got the four of pentacles uh, clarifying this, you know, um flirtatious knight of wands and the pentacles is more grounding energy. You know, this is earth energy. So this is really about you investing in yourself. Okay. And so the pentacles is also about nature. It's about relationships. It's about money. So this is an opportunity to now for you to be more conscious, right? Even with all the temptations, 
to be more conscious, to sit and observe what you already have in your environment. So this is an image of a man holding on to these four pentacles and he's really starting to, what is he doing? He's valuing what he does have. He's grateful for what he already has in his life. So that's how you're also going to help uh, minimize some of the temptations of while you're reprogramming the subconscious mind. Ah, that's so interesting because I also associate gratitude with manifestation. Like you were saying, oh, feel, sitting in the feeling, sitting in the gratitude of being grateful for what you have and for what you ha don't have that you want. Totally. You haven't manifested so yet. So this is it. Beautiful. Like, be grateful for what you have. Even if you feel like you don't have much, you, ha you have Do. more than you know. Okay, then we've got the King of uh, Pentacles. Again, more earth energy. And the thing I love about the King of Pentacles is that he is so loving and so kind and so patient. So to me, this, this is probably a spirit guide. This is probably an angel, an archangel perhaps. Uh, this is someone that it could be an ancestor. It could be a father figure. It could be... Um, just someone that you look up to that is there to help you with guidance. You know, the thing about the king is that you cannot become a king without programming your subconscious mind to believe that you are a king. So a king is able to uh, bring about what it is that he desires. He's also a, a, um, conscious of who's in his environment, who his team is, that can help him spread the message of what he wants. And clarifying this is um, the justice card. So this is Libra energy. This is Venusian energy. This is about contracts. It's also about soul contracts. So you might even recognize that, you know, with this patient, loving, uh, king energy that there's also soul contracts that you are um paying down like you're paying these debts from old past lives so even though you might not feel like you have everything in your life remember you are potentially working through karmic debt so just because so and so susie has all this stuff and i don't see how i don't have that you are working through different debts than susie so this is really about soul contracts and to be patient with yourself this could even be finding a mentor that's going to listen to you, feel heard, be patient and kind with you as you work through these soul contracts. Beautiful. <laughs> and finally, we've got the Knight of Swords rushing in and clarifying that is the uh, the King of Wands. Okay, so the again, it's interesting with these double um, knights here. We've got the, the Knight of Swords is rushing in. You know, it's kind of like with this newfound energy, you're like, oh my gosh, I just learned this cool stuff. Like, I just got this tarot reading and I just want to like do all these things. So it's a little premature. It's a it's a little bit immature. It's um, it's excitement, which is not to detour that. But the King of Wands is clarifying uh, the Knight of Swords, and the King of Wands is really again about. Let's be magnetic before we rush in and just say, I want that. And I'm excited about that. And I want to learn this, all that stuff. The King of Wands, again, has the wand energy, has sex appeal. It waits for the right time to do something. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.